1: Connect to
2: more
0: ocean up on a Thursday there, Montana. Hoping you're having a beautiful day, a little sunshine today. <laughs> It's amazing living in the great state of Montana. You can have a slushy gray day that turns into then a warm evening that then turns into a blizzard that then turns into a sunny Thursday. But I hope you're having a wonderful day no matter where you're at in the great Treasure State. It is on as Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports around this great state each and every weekday from 4 to 6 right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. If you want to watch us online or listen to us online, you certainly can. Just go to our station website, 102.9ESPN.com. I guess you don't need the point in there when you're doing the interwebs, but 102.9ESPN.com. There you'll find the live stream. You can click on the Listen Live tab, and it'll give you the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank. Your opportunity, if you want to give us a call, You can call us, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Take a look at what we got in the show today. It is a Thursday this time of year. That means it's a basketball-exclusive Thursday, and we're going to have a lot of fun today, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of great guests. Going to get things kicked off here in just a couple minutes with Chris Cobb. He's the associate head coach for the University of Montana men's basketball team. They have a huge game in Cheney, Washington here in about three hours. That thing tips at 7 p.m. local time. You can find it right here on SWX Montana Television. It's actually going to be originating from the original SWX, which the main headquarters or in Spokane, so it'd actually be a uh, Eastern Washington broadcast team on the call, but nonetheless, the Grizzlies will be right here on SWX, so keep it tuned right here. Tip-offs at 7 p.m. So Chris Cobb will break down this rivalry matchup with us as the Grizzlies go to play the first place Eastern Washington Eagles. We're also going to hear from Trisha Binford, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. The biggest game in the women's league tonight is between Montana State and Idaho State. We got the uh, Both both sides of this thing are playing home and home. So the Grizzlies are in Cheney tonight, back home on Saturday against Eastern Washington. The Lady Grizz are in town tonight in Missoula Dahlberg Arena against Eastern Washington, and then they'll hit the highway to go play in Cheney on Saturday. And then Montana State playing a home and home with Idaho State. So Montana State's in Pocatello tonight for the women's game, back in Bozeman on Saturday. And uh, the Montana State men's Idaho State game, that one got canceled, unfortunately. And you already know why. We won't have to waste your time. But Trisha Bedford will join us here in about, oh, I'd say 20 minutes to break down and preview that first-place matchup with uh, Idaho State. And that's a, it's an interesting one because it's a little bit of a rivalry. We're also going to hear from Seton Sobolewski, the head coach of Idaho State, on the uh, other side of the hour, on the second hour, about 5.30. Seton will join us. Had a great conversation with him earlier this week. And he agrees, Montana State is definitely one of Idaho State's rivals. And these have been two of the best programs in the Big Sky Conference for the last 10 years, and there's a lot of reasons why Namely, the stability that both programs have. At head coach Trisha Benford, been at Montana State for 16 seasons. Steve Soboluski has been at Idaho State for 12. About four thirty, maybe four forty-five, depending on how these interviews go. Krista Redpath going to stop by for our Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops as she does each and every Thursday, presented proudly by Pangea in downtown Missoula. Go check out Pangea; it's a great new restaurant here, right in the heart of downtown. Delicious food and delicious drinks. So, Krista will be stopping by, and then we're going to continue around the Big Sky hoops and women's basketball with Krista as well as with Megan Harrington, because uh, we got a little—we've uh, talked about this on this show several times before. But it's finally here. The house that Rob built, the off, awesome documentary about University of Montana women's basketball, specifically about Robin Selvig, the uh, long tenured and legendary former Lady Grizz head coach. The documentary was released during the Big Sky Doc Fest last year. It is now uh, going, it's in pre release mode right now. It'll officially make its world debut for you to be able to uh, buy it. Uh, In a variety of different forms, and we'll get that more of that information from both Megan and Krista here in a little while. Um, But it's in pre-release right now, so you can pre-order this thing. And uh, next week, February 23rd, is when it's going to officially, officially be released. So we're going to talk quite a bit about The House That Rob Built, the documentary. Also going to share some sound bites from our Grizz Greats episode with Rob and Selvig that we recorded uh, about a year ago now, and talk just about the legacy that Robin Selvig left, the, the bar he set, the pioneer he was, the trailblazer he was, and his impact he had on women's basketball. going to get to Chris Cobb from the University of Montana men's basketball team in here ju- in just a quick moment. But What if there was a way that you could pay a flat fee, walk-in, get physical therapy, and feel better right now today? Well, there is. It's Physiotrek, Missoula's only walk-in physical therapy office. Physiotrek offers physical therapy on your time with a flat fee so you can feel better faster. No need for referrals from insurance. Just go to physiotrek.com, book your appointment, and feel better today. You know you've been wanting to try dry needling and see if more specific stretches would help you. You can do that now at Physiotrek. Visit physiotrek.com to book an in-clinic or telehealth appointment. That's physiotrek.com. Dot com. Caught up with Chris Cobb from the University of Montana men's basketball team earlier this week. Here's Coach Cobb previewing this evening's matchup against a Montana Grizzly team that sits at 5-7 and seven in league play, playing a Eastern Washington team that's on a 7-game winning streak and sits atop the Big Sky standings at 9-2. and two. We go now to Rankage Brothers RV phone line once again and welcome in Chris Cobb, the associate head coach for the University of Montana men's basketball team and his squad. Big games this weekend against Eastern Washington. So let's start there, Coach. Uh, Home and home against the Eagles. This has been a great rivalry within the league here for the last couple years. Well, for a long time, actually, but there's been heated battles the last couple years. So uh, when you see Eastern Washington coming up on the schedule, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, Coach, I think... uh, you know, you mentioned the last couple of years and I, and, or, you know, however long, I mean, really, if you, you know, we've been here seven years. Um, if you look at the entire duration of us being at the university of Montana, um, it's them, right? It's them and us. I think Weber Montana state Northern Colorado have had um, their moments of where the rivalry intense and the rivalry a big deal, right? You get that every year with Montana state, um you know the the last 2 to 3 years with Northern Colorado Weaver over the course right of of a long time um but i think when you look at us playing in three big sky conference championship games in five seasons last year obviously there was no no conference championship but playing them three in five years um and then the battles that we've had during the regular season to compete for banners and regular season championships um you know, they're the one that I think, you know, you circle on the schedule, you get excited to play, you look at their Twitter page, and I try, I try to stay off of Twitter as much as I can, um, but like, you know, it's like Grizz Week, and that's said right? That's what their Twitter page says, and um, I think that kind of says it all, right, is that it's, uh, it's a big deal, they're good, we have a lot of respect for their program, and uh, what they've been able to do with with Shantae there, and um and and you know really the staff even before them too so a lot of respect it's a big week and um, we're ready for it.
0: As Coach Dekier Travis DeKear, said earlier this week, he said, how many rivals does Montana have? Because it seems like a lot of teams in the league treat Montana as a rival, and it's an interesting dynamic. But when you have a young team, how do you how do you express that to them? Because you guys have a lot of guys that have never played Eastern; they don't know about these battles."
3: Yeah, that's a good question. I think that's something that when you when you don't have the continuity. Um, that, that we've typically had over the last few years. Um, it's hard. I think the Weber one is one that is pretty easy to, to go back. Like, you can go on YouTube and, you know, I tried to do my best last week of showing the guys the intensity of the rivalry and what it means to the program. And um, and really over the, you know, over a three-decade deal, Weber's the, the – the main rival, right? That you're when you talk about the rival for championships, right? I think Montana State's always the best rivalry. When you walk in, you know, to that week and you show up into the arena, um, that's the probably the funnest one, just because the intensity and um, the amount of people that care about it uh, is so great. Uh, but you know, when you start talking about like you know over our seven years, um, the team that has most consistently rivaled us to hang banners is, is eastern washington and so i think you can easily depict that in 15 18 19 uh, when we played them in the, the the conference championship games um the guys know that the guys understand that uh, with josh bannon here now you know understanding how it's a big deal to him right there's so many australians over there uh it's a big deal so the guys understand it and i think the guys get excited it's just really hard culture when you uh Typically, would feel it when you have five, six thousand people in the crowd, or you go over to their place and there's fifteen hundred people, and they're intense, and the hatred is 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 visible and heard, and um, so it's just different when there's not that uh, that element to the to the games.
0: Chris Cobb joining us. He's the assistant head men's basketball coach for the University of Montana men's basketball team. And, Coach, it's also fascinating to watch the coaching battle between the two head coaches in this rivalry, because two of the most intense head coaches in the league, uh, two guys that uh, get their teams up for games, but then also, stylistically, you guys are so much different. I mean, Montana is such a defensive-minded team, and Eastern Washington, they like to spread you out, and uh, they play this sort of isolation style that's just all about flow. Uh, so, what do you think of just the, the the dichotomy, you know, Travis DeCure and Shante Leggins against one another, but also just the contrasting styles that they this game is sure to have.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously both. If, if you go look at their Wikipedia pages, uh, both are, if, you know, I mean, obviously Coach Ray, um, has been, you know, I don't know if he's, been, I think it's 2005 or 2006 maybe that he, that he got there to Weber, and obviously he's uh, done an incredible job. But you look at just, you know, Shantae and Travis's records and uh, accolades in the in the conference it's 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 pretty incredible um actually so uh you know i think both are really good i think we try to you know really have a, a balance of playing on both sides of the ball and the way we play offense is a little different than the way they play offense um, but i think they're both really good at what they do they're both convicted in terms of what they believe and how you should play stylistically and, and how you recruit to that and um, you know, I give Shantae a lot of credit because, um, you know, Coach Hayford was there and they, you know, he, he did a really good job of, I think, understanding of what he had to work with and really not deviating a ton, but also kind of putting his stamp on it. So I think um, sometimes that's hard, you know, and I can only imagine how hard that would be to go from Coach Hayford that had so much success towards the end and um, taking it over and trying to keep the Keep the flywheel spinning, and and
0: uh, he's done a great job. Last weekend against Weaver State, and now you have the second weekend in a row where you're playing one of the highest scoring teams, not only in the conference, but in the country. But last week against Weaver State, great defensive performance on Thursday. Uh, you, you held Weaver State to 67 points and, and had arguably Montana's biggest win of Big Sky Conference play thus far. And uh, then Saturday, were kind of got it going again 91 82. <coughs> the wildcats win in missoula so what did you like about the defense saturday and what's the biggest challenge carrying over the great performances you guys have had on thursdays into then the weekend
3: well i would say this culture and this is something that i i I, you know i think no one really knows but um you know the element of playing the same team back to back is so wild um because we did a really good job on thursday and and uh you know, obviously holding them to 67 points and feeling like, you know, shoot, at, some, at one point I thought maybe we could even get in low 60s, high 50s if, you know, we didn't have the lead and kind of were playing a certain style towards the end. Um, but then you come back, right, on Saturday and it's the same team with adjustments. And, you know, it worked again for the first 15 minutes of that game, first 20 minutes of that game. It kind of broke open towards the the, the second part of the the first half that last five minutes and foul trouble was a big part of it. But that's the thing that makes 80 minutes against the same team. So interesting is, okay, for 40 minutes, it really worked, you know, what we were doing and kind of the the things that we wanted to highlight and focus on. And then I think, you know, as you're sitting there on that Friday and you're like, well, do we give a different look? Do we go back to what really, really worked and bothered them? Then you go into the game it's 17 points with five minutes left in the half on, on Saturday. And there's some foul trouble and they make some adjustments and they might get a little bit more comfortable. So it just makes the chess match so great because as a coach, you're looking, you're like, dang, for 55 minutes, we really, really worked. Now, Okay. Now we need to adjust a little bit. They're doing this. And so, um, I thought our guys get great, gave great effort. I think we, we wore down a little bit, to be honest, we wore down, we had some foul trouble, uh, And they're very, very good. Like, don't get it. You know, I think that's the other part is Weaver's very good. They're very well coached. They made good adjustments. Um, And it was as good a weekend in terms of, I think, the intensity uh, that I've seen from us. Showing up ready, locked in, and just saying, "Hey, we got beat on Saturday by a good team uh, that made good adjustments and has a very, very talented roster." So um, it, it won't be much different this weekend. And uh, you know, we have a, a ton of respect for the talent that they have, and that they're going to put on the court. It's going to be a different style, you know, a different, um, a different five guys in terms of what they have. I think mean, Weber's talent is different in terms of how they play and the things that they execute and. And, you know, I think what's great culture about these weekends is we were in the second half. They went to something that they haven't really done the entire year Um, and they beat us with it. Give them credit. Tip your hat. uh, And so that's okay. Now we got to adjust to that. and Maybe Eastern attacks us a little bit that way. So we you know, it's just kind of a chess match back and forth throughout these weekends. And uh, it it pushes you as a player and then it really challenges a coach.
0: Chris Cobb joining us from the University of Montana men's basketball team, and last question for you, Coach. The uh, because Eastern does they play a different style than almost anybody. It, it's it's spread out, it's yep. isolation, but because of it, it when you watch them basketball is a game of runs, but they don't really go on these crazy runs as much as they just almost just sustain. It's just like this constant onslaught of made shots, and so much of it's because they have so many shooters that can spread the floor, and also just so many skilled guys when they get the ball one-on-one. So how do you express that element to your young team in terms of mental engagement and what does it take to to sort of endure just how consistent they can operate offensively?
3: Yeah, that's a, that's a good good thought and good question i think that the way the game is going um you know just putting as many shooters on the floor as you can have obviously puts so much pressure on teams and and coaches to come up schematically the nice thing about playing these weekends back to back is that that's what weber did right um in all honesty like weber puts you know and they they play really an eight-man rotation and six of the guys are 40 40% 40% or higher from the three-point line. So we just did that. We just saw that um, schematically. They're going to do some different things, right? Eastern does some different things that space you. Um, and and I agree with you. Like it's a constant pressure where it's not like a quick 10, 12 points. It's like just a constant deal where over the course of 40 minutes, you feel a lot of pressure. I think uh, we've done some things in the past that we felt can can slow them down um and, and I think help with that um that we'll we'll try to incorporate on the defensive end and I always say this, I think that when you go play eastern you, you gotta be as aggressive on the offensive end as you are on the defensive end I think you look at our performance last year at their place where I think it was like ninety to sixty seven um you know we did some things on the defensive end that that disrupted their timing and their rhythm, right like it's it's very similar to weaver last week what i'll say is like they're very much a a team that needs to be in rhythm and and the ball needs to be able to move at the right time um and then you know i think uh you got to be able to attack them you know and i think that was one of the things that we did this last weekend that we said hey we might need to get to 80 we might need to be a little bit more aggressive and um and go score the basketball and uh those are those are things that we're going to have to do and um and I think just be as aggressive as they are on the offensive end, we're going to have to do the same thing. So uh, we've got a lot of respect for them and, and what they do. And uh, you've got to be tough, you know, and we'll, we'll have a couple of things that we'll, we'll try to execute to slow them down.
0: Chris Manns hoops in Cheney tonight, playing Eastern Washington. Back in Missoula on Saturday, the uh, the strange home and homes that we're experiencing right now in the Big Sky Conference. Full force this weekend, but this should be a great gauge and a great test for both teams, and super entertaining basketball uh, to watch and follow. Chris Cobb joining us, Coach. Appreciate it. Safe travels, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. But best of luck this weekend against Eastern Washington.
3: Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it.
0: Chris Cobb. Good friend of this show. Always enjoy my time with Coach Cobb. He's a very thoughtful guy and always very willing and generous with his time. And uh, it's much appreciated. And, uh, you know, when you talk about the relationship on coaching staffs, a lot of times you need yin and yang. And if you listen to yesterday's show, uh, thank you so much, first of all. But um, Travis DeCure was was uh, on fire yesterday. Uh, he addressed Michael Steadman's transfer, not really directly. He just addressed the state of college basketball. And I thought it was a very profound statement that he made. I mean, he talked to us. He basically started out by saying, I'm going to give a statement about Michael Stedman leaving the University of Montana men's basketball team, but I'm not going to talk about Michael Stedman. And then he gave what amounted to about a 20-minute lecture about the state of college basketball, and it was amazing. And if you haven't listened to it, you can find it uh, the full video of it if you want to see Coach DeCure in all his glory at giving us the the, the uh, statement on SkylineSportsMT.com, or you can check it out on the podcast of this show, Nuwana Is Now, on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. You can go to our station website or just search on your various podcasting platforms, Nuana Is Now, and you can hear uh, Travis Secures thoughts as well. But What I'm getting at a lot of times, the best coaching staffs are ones that have dichotomies, And I think that Chris Cobb is the perfect balance. Coach Cobb's an intense coach during games, but I think he's also a great right-hand man as the associate head coach for the University of Montana because he balances Travis out. Uh, Coach DeCure... <laughs> I don't think it's a secret around Missoula, or around the Big Sky Conference anymore. That Coach Secure is one of the most passionate, and driven, intense, and demanding individuals that this university's ever seen. And uh, I think that it's good that Coach Cobb has a different sort of personality because I think it's a great balance within the staff. And I think that's why they've had so much success together over the last seven years. We got to get out because we have Trisha Bidford, University of Montana. Excuse me, Trisha Bidford, Montana State University women's basketball coach, coming at you next. If you need a place to watch the Grizz game tonight, head on down to the Silver Slipper. Silver Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch. The Grizz game, Lady Grizz game, the Bobcat women game, whatever you want to watch. It's on at the Silver Slipper. Drink specials every single day and night. 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and Carantino's Pizza. Nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Card room is back open as well. Competitive and really fun games going on each night at 7 p.m. All you got to do is call or text 333-1500 or visit MissoulaPoker.com for more info. Stop by today and see why the silver slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. Trisha Binford, Montana State women's basketball coach, on the other side.
1: Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Get
3: the concentration, aids. I can see the day unfold in front of me. So I take the stairs and hit the gym. The phone it's ringing when I get to my desk. We'll put some stinging sound with sharp pain in my chest. So I'll we'll take a call, an next and just chill. And then it's time for lunch again. All I know is work is easy when you don't stress out about
0: deadlines. All I know is to take Deadlines, all I know. This song is just speaking to my heart. It's wonderful when you set your own deadlines, though. That's what we got rolling at both Skyline Sports and Nuanez now. It's a great day to be alive here in the middle of February in the great state of Montana. Thanks for listening. If you are on the radio, you already know. It's 102.9 ESPN Missoula. If you're watching in, you already know. It's SWX Montana Television. No need to change the channel anytime soon if you're watching on TV. Chris Hoops is on tonight. They're at Eastern Washington. It'll be a great game over in Cheney and uh, definitely a burgeoning and continuing to be very fierce and fiery Rivalry, other big sky action. The Lady Grizz are in town. They're hosting Eastern Washington tonight, and then the two uh, the men's and women's teams will flip flop. The women will play uh, Eastern Washington versus Montana and Cheney on Saturday, and the men will be back home. And then on the Bobcat side of things, Montana State heads to Pocatello tonight. And then they host Idaho State on Saturday, the men's games for that series called off. Time to jump into it because we do this every Thursday. Chris Redpath will be coming up in about 15 minutes for our Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. So we're going to start our Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops, presented by Pangea with Trisha Benford. She's the sixteenth year head basketball coach for the Montana State women's basketball team. At Pangea, every Wednesday is ladies' night, 5.30 to close. They close at 11 p.m. now, so they can stay open a little bit later. But each and every Wednesday from 5.30 to close, you're going to get half off their entire cocktail menu. They're quickly becoming known for their exceptional craft cocktails. So if you're a fine young lady out there, or you know whatever age lady you are, if you're a woman, you're going to get great deals at ladies' night every Wednesday from 5.30 to close at Pangea. We're going out to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in Tricia Binford, 16th year head basketball coach for the Montana State Bobcat women's basketball team. And her team, one of the hottest teams in the Big Sky Conference, right in an eight-game winning streak. And coach, I know we've talked a lot about your young team right now, but it seems like uh, some things have come together recently. It seems like you guys are really clicking both sides of the ball. What sort of growth have you seen in your team in the last couple of weeks?
2: Uh, well, it started on the defensive end. I think uh, early on when you're coming out of quarantines and you're just trying to get some lungs underneath them and get a flow, uh, really we just started with uh, Deering and Tori with some identity, and then every, every single game we got a couple more pieces. And really the turning point was after our road trip to Portland State where those uh, Saturday games were coming back to get us, and we just had a really great week of growth on what our defense really needs to be. And uh, and since then, our defense has been where our, edit- our identity has started, and we've gotten a lot of production. We've since got a lot more consistency from our bench play, so we've been able to play a much deeper bench. And I think the combination of those two factors has uh, allowed us to play a little bit higher possession game and really get out get out and run.
0: When you see concepts click, for young players? What's that like as a coach? It must be fun to watch.
2: Well, it's really fun, especially when you've got freshmen that are coming in from their high school teams that are used to putting 20, 30 points on the board, used to getting 10 to 15 shots a game, and now you're asking them to come in for two, three-minute stretches, and maybe they get one, two, three good looks. Um, but you're asking them to really get their best shot for the team. But on the defensive end, um, what's been super fun is so many of these uh, freshmen have come in being those leading scorers and they've been getting so fired up on the defensive success uh, that really maybe wasn't uh, necessarily their greatest focus in high school. So, It's just been uh, a great reward to see if you buy in on that that end of the floor. uh, You can get great fruit um, out of those efforts.
0: Your team is one of the most fun to watch in the league, not only because of the skill and just the diversity of talent, but also – when you watch your bench, so many of your young players are always, they're just going crazy. They love celebrating. And it seems as if they're almost even choreographing some of their celebrations. Sometimes it's just so funny to watch. Oh, they,
2: they are culture. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we finish shoot with them practicing what their celebrations are going to be. Um, I think some, some of the greatest uh, parts of having a youthful team that just doesn't know any different of what the college experience is supposed to be like. We don't, we don't have our atmosphere that we typically get to have behind them. And so they've had to create it. And, uh, every shoot around, they come up with different ways that they're going to be celebrating on that sideline. And, uh, they're creating great energy. So that's a big deal. You know, you hit February, it's been a grind. It's been a long, long time with testing protocols, groundhog day, in a lot of different ways. So the more that we, uh, can, uh, you know, highlight those those deals, it goes a long way. But we have a lot of fun on the sideline. This has definitely been the most energetic sideline bench team we have ever had.
0: It is. It's a pleasure to watch. Trisha Bidford joining us. She's the women's basketball coach at Montana State. And, Coach, big series coming up. Your team is coming off of a, a great road sweep at Eastern Washington this last weekend. And uh, no rest for the weary now playing against the uh, – Team that's at the top of the standings that has been at the top of the standings pretty much stem to stern. Montana State at Idaho State on Thursday and then back home in the brick at Brick Breeding Fieldhouse on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Just broadly, Coach, what's your initial impressions of the Bengals?
2: Well, the initial impressions is uh, no surprises. I think everybody expected them to be at the top with the experience they had returning, the success they finished on last year, and also the addition of having a Stefani back. Um, so, really expected them to be uh, one of the top contenders. the The question mark was who uh, who else is going to be in that hunt, um, but. You know the 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 Idaho State of the past as far as how def- how they defend and how they grind and how physical they are and how you make make you work for every shot. Uh, they're they're as good as they've ever been, uh, especially with having such seasoned kids on the floor. And then offensively, they just they do a lot of a lot of action. Uh, they make you guard and uh, and they work you to to make some mistakes to get their quality shots. So um, I think they've been spreading the floor a little bit more. Obviously, they have got some athletes out there that they want to play off of, but Seton has always done such a great job with this team that they're always going to be uh, a hard matchup and a tough battle. So uh, we're excited to be tested and see where we're at as a program, and I know it's going to be a really fun week.
0: One tidbit I found on Idaho State that I thought was uh, actually telling for the balance that they have on their roster is that even though they are you know, in the top 20 in the mid-major poll and sitting at the top of the big sky standings, they actually haven't had a player of the week this week but I actually think that that is a testament to how well they've spread the ball around and, and how many different scores they can have to step up and hurt you and also just the team concepts that they run defensively so that offensive balance though I mean how concerning is that how big of a priority is that for your team this week?
2: Well, yeah, just a really unselfish team. I mean, so, sometimes the best teams are the ones that don't get all the players of the week because they're just doing their jobs really well and taking a great shot for the group. And, and I think Idaho State speaks volumes to that as far as what that shot's going to look like. And, and that balance, like we said, all five starters returning from last year, um, I think is really challenging. You've got to respect everybody on the floor. you got to defend everybody. The way we defend um, is really basically respecting everybody on the floor anyway so um, hopefully that doesn't throw us off the the biggest thing that's going to be challenging on the defensive end is not necessarily their balance it's just the fact of you know they're going to slip they're going to do a lot of screen action to 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 draw some of our switching action and we just got to do a great job of being in plays and finishing plays because this is a really really tough rebounding team and I think that's where they get a lot of those extra possessions. They got two or three kids, I think, in the offensive rebound area. So I just think um, when you talk about solid programs, solid teams, I mean, across the board, they're just solid. Uh, they don't have, have anybody on that floor um, that's, that's not going to produce and um, bring them great, great, consistent stat sheets. So you've got to really just keep everybody in check.
0: It's interesting because in the big sky, obviously the Montana-Montana State rivalry gets so much hype and deservedly so. It's a great rivalry, but there's also these other rivalries that start to exist, particularly when you have coaches that have been in the same place for a long time, just like Seaton Sebuliski and yourself both have been. And there's been some battles with Idaho State over the years. I know that the, the group of uh, young ladies you had with uh, Peyton Ferris and, and Alexa Dawkins, Jasmine Hamas, that whole group, Idaho State was kind of like their rival, aside from the Lady Grizz, yep. obviously. So um, what do you think of, of just that element of these matchups this weekend?
2: Well, you know, we have such a young team. I think some of our our youth might be a little bit more oblivious to it than anything else. They just go out, and we are we are just always grateful to what, every time we get to compete and play right now with uh, uh, with COVID going on. But at the same time, the upperclassmen get to prepare them and get to tell them stories. We now have Peyton Ferris um, on our staff as. Um, Uh, an assistant to the head coach, whatever that means. But uh, she definitely takes care of all of us. But Peyton's got the stories. Blair Braxton, uh, obviously, coaching the post-play, is trying to prepare him all week for the kind of physicality that they're going to see and they're going to face. And just preparing him for just the the energy that we're going to feel in Reed Gym, even if there's not fans. Because here's another great place that traditionally has really, really good atmosphere it makes it very challenging. So these are the kind of games that you get really fired up about. Obviously, we want to be fired up every single single, single time you step on the floor. Uh, but this has a, a little bit additional feel to it. And it's, like I said, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Trisha Binford joining us. She's the head coach of the Montana State Women's Basketball Team. Her team at Idaho State on Thursday night and then back home against the Bengals on Saturday afternoon. You can watch both those games on Pluto TV, channel 1057. And, Coach, Thanks so much for joining us. I know it's a busy week, but best of luck, we're really looking excited. We're excited to, to uh, engage in these matchups. Looking forward to watching your team, and uh, best of luck against the Bengals this weekend.
2: Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Colter.
0: Trisha Bedford, longtime head coach for the Montana State women's basketball team, and a great friend of this show. The coach in the league now that I've covered the longest, because I landed in Bozeman back in 2011, and I've been covering Coach Benford now for 10 seasons, so so it's always been a pleasure to talk to her, and it's been a beautiful thing to watch the way she's grown that Montana State women's program, I think they're doing it about as right as you can do it in this uh, state of college basketball. Man, it's College basketball right now, there's a lot of things that aren't great about it. There's a lot of unwholesome parts about it, a lot of exploitative parts about it, a lot of culturally broken parts about it, but... The women's game is in as good a spot as it's ever been. And Montana State women—they are doing it as well as anybody in the country is doing it. When it comes to melding academics, culture, and on the court performance, plus just a a darn entertaining product as well. And it's been uh, sort of revelatory to watch this team this year because they are—they were not supposed to be where they're at right now. They were not supposed to be alone in second place. They were not supposed to be going into Pocatello with a chance to leave with first—you know—a top of the standings. I mean, they're, they're the youngest team in the country. They graduated five seniors last year, and they're playing six freshmen. Yet here they are, 10-2 in league play. So uh, impressive, to say the least, from Coach Benford, and it'll be a fun one tonight in Pocatello between the Bengals and Montana State. In the second hour today, we're going to hear from Seton Soboluski from the uh, Idaho State side of things. He's the women's basketball coach over there. But around the big sky in women's basketball, marches on, presented by Pangea, Crystal Redpath. Going to step in studio here in about three minutes, so we'll get to her in just a minute. Pangea, they have a barrel room. It's an awesome venue for lunch meetings, corporate meetings, et cetera. You can reserve the barrel room at mtpangea.com. Pangea is open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. until 11 p.m., and closed on Sundays and Mondays. More around the big sky and women's hoops with Crystal Redpath right for this. To more. Welcome back. The Happy Thursday, everybody. Thanks for riding with us on a Thursday. Each and every Thursday, always basketball heavy this time of year. And it's pretty much basketball exclusive today on Nuwana. Is now right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. If you want to give us a call or shoot us a text, it's easy, 361-3688. That's 406-361-3688. I got a couple texts, and we'll get to those here in a little while. You're also going to want to remember that number as well because we're going to have, as we do each and every Thursday because of Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, a gift card to Pangea. Around the Big Sky in women's hoops each and every week is presented by Pangaea. They have new hours and they also have new days. So Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. So get a little bit more open. They have one of the best happy hours in town each and every day, Tuesday through Saturday, from 4 to 5.30. You're going to get half off house wines, all well drinks, all draft beers, including local drafts like Big Sky, Byron, and Kettle House, as well as half off. All appetizers. You just heard from Trisha Benford in the last segment. And we're going to hear from Seton Sobolewski from Idaho State around 530 on the other side of this. And we also at the top of the hour, we'll have Megan Harrington stopping by. She's been on the show a couple times before. But we're getting now to it, to the world premiere uh, of the release of the house that Rob built. The great documentary on Robin Selvig and the Lady Grizz uh, women's basketball team. That Megan put together, and it's now up for pre-sale as well. It'll be officially released worldwide on February 23rd. So that'll be very exciting, an extension of the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. So we'll be excited to have Megan in here in about uh, 20 minutes. But before that, we got to talk about some of the action around the Big Sky Conference that's playing out tonight. Krista, thanks for being here. How are you?
4: I am great, Coulter. Always excited to be here.
0: So let's talk first about last weekend's results, specifically outside of the state of Montana. We got a couple, this is the, the part of the season where it becomes the gauntlet, right? We have these first-place showdowns each week, and last week it was Idaho-Idaho State. It was a split. It was a good game that was Idaho State style of game on Thursday, and then it was a lopsided game on Saturday that was Idaho's style of game.
4: Surprising. And I
0: was not surprised with the split, but I was surprised that Idaho was able to drill Idaho State like that in the second game.
4: Right. They just came alive offensively when it counted. Momentum shift their way, and they had multiple kids step up, and... Yep, they definitely looked like the better team in that second game.
0: It's, a, on one hand, a great addition for John Newley's club, but also has to pain Montana Lady Grizz fans to watch the exceptional performances <laughs> of Gabby Harrington. We've, we we worked closely with Gabby because she was an intern at SWX once upon a time, and so we got to know her pretty well outside of basketball, which was very fun. She helped us with a lot of Osprey coverage and stuff. She's a great great gal, awesome uh, person to work with, but... Um, Phenomenal basketball player. 25 points and 12 rebounds on Saturday. She was the catalyst for Idaho.
4: She definitely was. She's an explosive player, right? So really she plays with a She plays with a lot of energy, and she really gets after it and has this relentless style of play, and that's where she picks up those boards. I mean, double figures and rebounds both games as well. But offensively, she just fits into John Newley's system. I think the great tandem um, between her and Gina Markson, uh, they're just their guard play is strong, and Gabby just knocked them down this last weekend.
0: It, uh, again, not a surprising result that they split. And I actually think there's an element of, advantage is the wrong word, but I think maybe a sense of relief for Idaho State because they were on a 14-game winning streak. Right. Everybody was gunning for them, and now you know no one was going to go undefeated. Right. So now they got the one loss, but they have a huge challenge this weekend because now we have another first-place showdown. I don't think a lot of people thought this was going to be a first-place showdown with Montana State going to Pocatello tonight, but the Bobcats are the hottest team in the league eight in a row uh, so what do you think of tonight's game in Pocatello between Idaho State and Montana State?
4: I think it's interesting because Montana State has emerged as a strong defensive team. They have. And when we look at how they played Eastern Washington, I mean, they held them to 46 points, which is the lowest that they've held anyone to this season. So I was, I've was i been impressed with their defensive effort. And then what they can do with that, Coulter, is battle the offensive lows, if they have any, right, with that, with that defense. And so it's interesting to see, you know, I'll be interested tonight to watch Idaho State and Montana State, just two styles that are similar. Young kids for Montana State um, finding their way. I mean, when I look at writing up a scout on Montana State or writing up information, you can't stop at five players. You can go to nine or 10. That's how many kids have stepped up at different times. Where Idaho State, you know, they play their five, and that's pretty much what they play, maybe two outside of that, but they stick with their starters.
0: To me, too, the freshman element of the Montana State roster. You can expect breakout performances on different levels from freshmen, but usually it's it's just as a, a little bit of a con- contribution to your veterans. But they've had each of their five freshmen that are in the rotation have at least one or two games during conference play where they are ab- they're absolutely leading the offensive attack. I mean, it happened early. For Leah Beatty and, and Ava Ranson, and then it happened during the Cat Grizz weekend for Taylor Jansen, and then Lexi Deen had the explosive right. weekend against Northern Arizona. And I was, but then none of those are the ones that start. Caitlin Lamardo's just, the one who starts, I mean, right? She
4: had her her career high, seventeen points against Eastern. She was five for five from the three point line.
0: Uh, they've given her the green light all year, and she's shooting about five threes a game. But she she was only shooting about thirty two percent coming into the weekend. But I I kept telling my brother. There's gonna be a game where she goes four or five or five of five, and sure enough, it right. was on Saturday.
4: And I think the question mark of Madison Jackson early on, right. you know, she just hasn't. She's she's getting back into the lineup, but I think that really opened up a window for Lamardo to get some minutes and come in right away. And she's responded.
0: She's absolutely responded. Trisha Benford's done such a great job of getting that team ready to go. And I want you to talk about this factor. I think that so so much of sports is mental, right? And so much of the mental aspect of sports is the doubt that you might instill in within your own mind. And a lot of times doubt is learned through experience. Montana State has a whole bunch of players that don't have any experience. So I don't know if they doubt themselves at all. And that's why I think they're the most dangerous team in the league because I think that what you don't know doesn't hurt you, right? I mean, I think that there's an opportunity for them to go into March where they're not scared of anything,
4: Right. They do go out with a relentless style. I mean, I I just watching them scrap with Eastern. I mean, Eastern would make a run. Montana State would lock it down. And so you're, you're absolutely right that it does become some sort of mental game as a freshman. I do think that they've set the stage for a winning culture in Bozeman. So yeah. these, these kids that have come into the program have only seen winning. And you have Peyton Ferris, you have Blair Braxton on staff. So you have a couple of Bobcats that have experienced quite a bit of success down there. I think once you have that, and I, I know that as a former player, just the success we had at Montana, is to sustain that and to have kids come in and see the senior leaders just have continued success and go, I want to be like that. So...
0: You mentioned something there that we haven't actually talked about. This is newsworthy. Uh, Peyton Ferris, who's a native of Twin Bridges, Montana, was the Big Sky uh, MVP, I believe, in 2016. Great player for Montana State. One of my favorite players to watch that I've ever covered. I mean, because she's about a five foot eight post who would just dominate people. It didn't matter that she was undersized. Her motor was second to none. And it was so cool to watch a Class C kid develop into the MVP of the league. And the way that she went out, too. I mean, 33 points against Washington in their home arena. Amazing. But she's joined Trisha Bifford's staff. She is the... Uh, I guess, special assistant to the head coach. I think Coach Binford just wants her to be involved in kind of like a John faction. Stockton right. position that it, was for Coach Binford, exactly, too. Exactly. So, but I have a question. That's my question for you, though, is when you were playing for Lady Grizz, it was such a veteran staff. I guess at, the, at that moment, Shannon Schwain was pretty young, but Robin Selvig basically had you know Trish Deuce and, and Annette R- R- uh, Roshlow for so long. And so it was largely a, a veteran staff. That gives you a huge advantage. But I think we've seen a trend in the coaching business now where people aren't necessarily that nervous about hiring young young people to be on staff. And you know Blair Braxton, she just was a senior on Montana State last year. She's a full-time assistant now. Peyton Ferris, she just right. retired from pro basketball. She's in her mid-20s. So what do you think of that element? Because we were seeing it around the big scale, Like these are Washington men. They have a whole bunch of guys in their 20s on the staff, but it seems like it, it, it promotes this culture of fun. So what do you think of just well, having I think, young assistants? I
4: look, at, look at Montana too, like Chase sure, and sure. Jordan Sullivan. So I definitely think that they're more connected to that generation. And as coaches do get older, I, you know, I, I'm in my forties now, so maybe I'm looking a little disconnected <laughs> culture over here. Um, but I definitely think that they can relate and coaches, it, it becomes such a personal relationship and you, it's so much time is invested in playing the sport that having that type of relation or being able to have coaches that can relate on many different different levels is is critical.
0: Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, presented in part by Staven Hoop. Staven Hoop is a awesome speakeasy. They are closed Sunday and Monday as well, just like Pangea. Staven Hoop is right below Pangea, and it's open from 4 p.m. until midnight, so they're open a little bit longer as well. They also have a great happy hour from 4 to 5.30 every day, and they have half-off house wines, well drinks, brews, and bites. So go check out uh, Staven Hoop right below Pangea. Montana State, I think that the keys to them being so good right now, is the fact that they are having a lot of fun. That said, that's why I'm so intrigued by this matchup, because as we know, Idaho State, they eliminate the fun for opposing offenses quite often because they just lay the hammer. They are the most physical team in the league. They have been since Seaton Soboluski has been there. So what do you think of that element of this matchup? Because it seems to me... Idaho State's going to try to exert their will early against this young Bobcat team tonight. For
4: for sure. Montana State, when I look at what they've done, you know, they swept NAU, they've swept Montana, Weber State, and Eastern. But they haven't necessarily seen that top tier yet in the conference between Idaho, Idaho State in terms of that defensive pressure. And also, you know, just being faced with adversity. How are you going to respond? So I think it's going to be a real question this weekend to see how, how it plays out in the league to have those two teams face up.
0: It's the simplest uh, yet, uh, maybe most underutilized portion of things. I mean, like when you watch teams operate offensively against Idaho State, they change the rules in college basketball to allow freedom of motion a lot more prevalently. Mm-hmm. Idaho State doesn't care. When you cut across the key, they're gonna give you, a, a, you know, they're gonna put a body on you. And Coach Slowowski he said, "If we get fouls, that's fine. We're, we'll we we want to dictate the, the tone and tempo." Of the game, and so I just think it's going to be very interesting to see how some of these young players from Montana State react because they've never experienced this before.
4: And Diaba
0: Canote, Canote, Canote yeah. I mean,
4: she she's just so quick, Great. and she gets after it. So it'll be interesting to see her matchup against Darian.
0: Yeah, Darian White and Diaba Canote will be a phenomenal individual matchup within this game.
4: And we know Darian; I mean, she leads the league in steals, right? And so she's going to look to take advantage of. of um, Diaba's uh, quick wit. Like Diaba likes to make decisions fairly quickly, sure. and we'll see how how Darian reacts to that. I mean, Idaho State has some speed, too. They I do. Mean, Dora can really yep, Dora get up. I mean, yep. she can really get. Callie Bourne can get up and down. A Steffi yep. Orrs, she's a um, a bigger body at 5'10 on the perimeter. She faces up to the basket really well. But she'll also go in and bang it out underneath.
0: For sure. And, and she can really shoot it on the outside, too.
4: Right. She really can. And and then you've got, you know, Ellie Smith and Delaney Moore and Montana Ultragee, who also comes off the bench and does quite well for Idaho State. I mean, they, they go seven deep, and it's a strong seven. And it's veteran. Right, so they've been in, in games. They've proven to be one of the better teams in the tournament for tournament play. For sure. So they're, and it was interesting to watch them play Idaho on Saturday because they did go through a lull and they answered, and it was just like Idaho just put up, you know, beautiful shots. For We sure. know Montana State can do that too. For- so that, that's the team. They could actually do the same thing that Idaho did. So. It
0: is going to come down a lot of shot, making. I think if Montana State can settle in, I think we're going to see great battles both of these games this weekend. I also could see also, though, Idaho State setting the tone early. I do think no matter what, we're in for a great game on Saturday. I'm just so interested to see how Montana State reacts because you cannot experience – what Idaho State does to you defensively until you've experienced it. I really think that you can't prepare for it in practice.
4: Right, and then that dynamic of playing the same team twice. Right. I mean, you know, the Battle of the Domes was not just one game. It was two, you know. So you, you look at the teams that can make adjustments and come back. And so we've seen, Coulter, honestly, two different styles of play from Thursday to Saturday. So Idaho State, I think they'll, they'll make it tough today for, for Montana sure. State.
0: Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath joining me in studio. Here in about 10 minutes, Megan Harrington going to swing by the show. Uh, she is the the brain trust behind the house that Rob built, the documentary about Robin Selvig and the Lady Grizz women's basketball team. So we'll get to that here at the top of the hour. But a couple more questions here around the Big Sky Women's, who is presented by Pangea, by the way. The Lady Grizz didn't make it look easy. They uh, it, it was It was definitely not maybe the blowouts you could hope for against the winless team in the league. That said, they went on the road and they got a pair of wins. And now Montana's on their first three-game winning streak of the season. And again, it hasn't been easy, but it is three in a row, and the Lady Grizz are sitting here uh, with destiny in front of them, I mean they're at seven and five and alone in fourth place in the league, and they have three series coming up. They're going to make or break their ability to get a buy. So, what do you think of the way Montana's playing?
4: Well, I mean, I look at that and think Southern Utah still hasn't played enough games, so they aren't. They're probably going to be at you know down at the bottom of the seating. Right. So Montana could very well be in the mix for one of those buys. And it's it's all about momentum sure. and where you're going to be, and are you going to be playing your best basketball as you enter Boise? And then once you get to Boise, it is like you start it all over again, and it's this uphill battle to win the championship. I think Montana, I mean like I was saying to you Coulter, they could have just not won. Right, <laughs> we're right. talking about the same thing For sure. with Weaver State. For sure. I think Weavers had a chip on their shoulder no too and they're like, "You know what? We're we're not we don't want to lose every game." And they just really got after it and took advantage of Montana just going cold on the offensive end. And then the difference is Montana didn't really come up with any strong defensive plays and so they were really exposed there and they came down though and got it done at the end. So they 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 got the win.
0: And just hearing from coaches in our conversations off the record, I can tell you this. I'm not going to name names, but I can tell you this. Honestly, the last team in the league everybody wants to play right now is Weber State. Because know. they know that they're going to have a breakthrough. And you don't want to be that team because then how will that impact your confidence if you're the team that loses to the winless team? But all that said, they do deserve credit because they are getting better. Even just in the two weeks between watching them when they were in Bozeman to then watching right. them this last week, Weaver State has improved a little bit. And they
4: don't have anything to lose either. So That's they're right. just going to go out and play hard and try to do, you know, try to upset and just cause some havoc in the league.
0: Montana Eastern Washington, the Lady Grizz are in town tonight. That's the only game in the state of Montana because the Montana State Idaho State men's games have been called off. And so we'll have home basketball in the state of Montana in a variety of different ways this weekend. The Lady Grizz are at home tonight. The Men Grizz are back at home on Saturday. And the Montana State Bobcat women are back in Bozeman on Saturday as well. So we'll have sort of a smorgasbord of games in the state of Montana. What's your take on the Lady Grizz versus Eastern Washington? To me, these are games that the Lady Grizz got to win.
4: I, I think so. Anytime you're at home, too. I mean, you really at home, have to, you're you ahead of this team yes, in the standings. You got you to claim your stake there. Um, I was pleased with the play of Kylie Froelich and Kendall Keller off the bench. I thought they gave some great added minutes. Um, and I still think the inside game is strong. So I think if you can get some help with Sophia Styles on the outside and you can have a Hannah Thurman get hot, have a Jordan Schwain hit a couple threes. There, there's so many things that they, Montana has this, it's like they have the... Um, they're right there so if they can put it together and actually put a full game they have the ability to come out and and really make some noise in the conference and so but they just gotta they've got to fire on all cylinders on the offensive end
0: i think they just need to make a slight adjustment to and be able to get the ball into the post more consistently because you saw the way montana state kind of gave the blueprint to the rest of the league to take that away and they've been struggling a little bit to get the touches Carmen g filler was great in the second game against portland state but the, then last weekend I mean, Weber was basically going all in on not letting Montana's posts. I said before the series that I thought Montana would have a definitive advantage in the posts, and then I was definitively wrong because Weber did such a good job of playing both in front and behind of the posts. But I just think that just a small tweak, maybe. To, to get the ball to the post would be beneficial for Montana. Right, and
4: I think that high-low action is great for Montana. When they can use Abby Anderson and Carmen G. Feller, I mean, we've seen the agility of Abby Anderson, right, that being able to take a couple dribbles and go to the hole, and if she doesn't have it, she can kick to Carmen. She's a great shot blocker on the defensive end. She She's, just, she's a real mobile player. So I think you've got to utilize your strengths if you're Montana. And Eastern is not going to come in and allow – Anything easy? I mean, I'm impressed with Maisie Burnham's play. I mean, she's a six foot mm-hmm. freshman. She's given Eastern a great look, both inside and out. Um, Aaliyah Alexander, the other freshman sure. for Eastern, she's also given them great minutes. And again, they're a team that's been up and down as well. They've had some, you know, they've had some success. They swept Portland State. Sure. And Weber. I mean, you sweep Portland State, who arguably is one of the hottest teams in the Big Sky right, right now, with where they're at. Um, and so Eastern has had their moments. They've also had some slippage where they've gotten swept. It seems like they're the type of team that's either all in or they just turn around and like NAU, Northern Colorado, Idaho and Montana State all swept them. So they're kind of a team that if you can get under their skin right away and if you're Montana, you come out and claim that um, I think you could have a good weekend.
0: That's what makes Montana State so impressive because Eastern Washington has the lulls that you would expect from a team that has a bunch of young players on it, whereas Montana State really just hasn't had those lulls yet. So that that's an interesting fold. One last question for you because I know we got to get out because Megan is here. So we will, uh, on the top of the hour, uh, talk to you a little bit more about the house that Rob built, the wonderful documentary about Robin Selvig and the Lady Grizz basketball program. But you mentioned Portland State. Amazing statistic. They beat NAU by two points each of the last two games out. And now they have... Five one-possession wins out of their six conference wins. They beat Montana State at the horn. They beat Montana at the horn. So, I mean, this is a team that's, you could say, barely scraping by, but it doesn't matter because they're winning games and they're climbing the standings.
4: They are, and I look at the last three games, specifically Kylie Jimenez's play. I mean, she's playing almost 38 minutes a game. Great leader. She hits a, a great shot against Montana with two seconds left. But then you look at the NAU games, and Jada Lewis is the is the hero. You know, she, she knocks down a three with two seconds left, and they win by two. Then you have Desiree Hansen that knocks down key free throws at the end of the game. So you're seeing some maturity there, Coulter. You're seeing um, some growing up by Portland State who's also been a team, you know, they're just six and six in conference um, and they've been swept by Eastern and and Idaho State. So there are some, you, you look at them and you go, okay, this is a team that also given where we are just a few short weeks away from Boise could slide in there and get one of those buys in the fourth or fifth place.
0: For sure. And there, I think that you can glean confidence if you're Portland State, too, because you have wins over several of the most talented teams in the league. I mean, if you've beaten Montana in Missoula and you've beaten Montana State and you've beaten Northern Arizona twice, that's something to build on, certainly. And Lynn Kennedy knows how to win in the postseason as well. So they'll be an interesting team to watch. It is around the Big Scan Women's Hoops. to do this each and every Thursday during the 4 o'clock hour right here on Nuanes Now. ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. We usually say goodbye to Krista at this point, but we're not. She's going to stick around because she's going to uh, help with this next interview with Megan Harrington. This is a Big Sky Women's Basketball extravaganza. By the way, Seton Soboluski coming up about half an hour as well. Idaho State Women's Basketball Coach. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops is presented by Pangea. Pangea is open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. They have one of the best happy hours in town from 4 to 5.30. So you got about half an hour still if you want to go catch yourself a couple good drink deals. Half off all house wines, all well drinks, and all draft beers, including local drafts like Big Sky Byron and Kettle House, as well as half off all appetizers. You also want to check out the Barrel Room. It's an awesome venue for lunch meetings, corporate meetings. And any other type of meeting you might want to have, you can reserve online at mtpangea.com. If you want to give Pangea a try, call us right now, 361-3688. That's 361-3688, number two caller. We're going to give you a $25 gift card to Pangea to check out one of Missoula's best new restaurants. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you, Megan Harrington, the house that Rob built right after this. (laughs)